It's good to see everybody. And uh, we're going to jump in. I'm going to start out this morning with a question to kind of get our hearts beaten and kind of get our uh, minds wrapped around the message here. And so I want to ask you this. Do you ever wonder if you're really qualified to be used by God? Hmm. Listen to that now. Do you ever wonder if you're really qualified to be used by God? And I said, you know, sometimes we, we may think that uh, doubting our ability to be used in the hand of God uh, is just being humble. But the truth of the matter is, it's really a tool for the enemy to keep you from recognizing your full potential for the kingdom. Amen. And that's where we're coming in from that today. I want you to see that. So this right here, this message is vital for everybody to grasp. We go back and, and we hit this from time to time because we got to have this sealed in our heart. Amen. We've got to have this message of being qualified in our hearts. Amen. And I could tell you how God helped me with this many years ago, riding right down this street. I used to go to a home Bible study down here and I, the Lord had called me to preach. I was clear on that and I was studying and going and, and, and just digging into my relationship with the Lord. But one day the devil just got on my back right down around the, the, the forward business right down here at Gary's and rode me all the way down to the belt right here. And he was showing me and telling me how, man, you know, you're just not qualified. What are you, who do you think you are? And I was going, I don't know any Greek. I don't know any Hebrew. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. But let me tell you who does know. The Lord. And as I continue to ride down this path, the Lord just gave me a good shaking. He said, now, wait a minute now. Did I call you? I could hear, this is the conversation going on in my spirit. I go, yes, Lord. I know that. I was sure of that more than any other thing in my life. I knew that the Lord had called me to preach his message. Amen. And I'm going to tell you what, all of us has a purpose. And when you find that purpose and God speaks it into your life, nobody's going to tell you any different. I don't care what, what the cards look like. I don't care what anything else looks like. When you know that you know that you know you've heard from God, run with it. Amen. Always line it up with his word. And keep on running with it. And yes, there are times that we think, well, maybe, maybe, you know, well, maybe I could do this different. And, and you know, every time I start getting into doubt in my life is because I have an I in that situation. But when I put a he in there, everything changes. Amen. So by the time I got past here, the Lord continued to, to, to just minister to me because we serve a gracious God. Amen. And this is what the Lord really spoke to my heart. He says, I just asked you to tell others what I've done in your life. And what I will do for them. Show them, teach them, tell them. Well, I can tell you what, by the time I got by the pool, I'm bawling. Not because I'm sad. It's because that God would take enough time to whisper into my life and say, you know what? It's not about you. It's about me, but I love you anyway. I said, Lord, I don't want to let you down. I don't want to let you down. I, you know, he said, do you trust me? I said, Lord, I trust you, but I don't trust me. I'm, I'm being honest. I, you know, look, look, look at Peter. Lord, I'll never deny you. I'll never deny you. And man, before the daggone uh, rooster came around there, he had done did it three times. So I said, as far as I know, <laughs> I don't want to let you down. He said, just give it to me. And that's what I've been trying to do every day. Just give it to him. But I'll tell you today's message with that, because I, I, I want you all to understand, I think we all feel like that sometimes. You know, and I don't think you ever get to a point in your life where you say, oh, well, I've got it all done. I've got it all wrapped up. I've got it figured out. Well, I'll tell you what, that's when you really got some trouble. Amen. But I'm going to tell you what you can know today. You can know that God's got it figured out and God loves you where you are. And we can trust him because he's able. Amen. So that's what I want you to hear today. 
Well, the title of our message is Qualified. I'm going to go back to that message, that, that, that question one more time. My goodness, it's five o'clock. I've been preaching that long. Clock's wrong. I'm saying. Do you ever wonder if you're really qualified to be used by God? Man. And I also remember that night when I was driving, the Lord said, look at my, my, my word and look at other people I used. And it was like my brain opened up. And I started thinking about Moses, right? He was a murderer. I thought about David. He was an adulterer. And I started thinking about other folks in the Bible. Now, let me ask you a question. Did they know the Lord? Yes. Did they still blow it? Yes. See, this is something I found out over the years of, of walking with the Lord and talking to people. It's like when we blow it before we get saved, we say, well, okay, that's, we understand that. But then we don't know what to do with it when we blow it when we are saved. I want to minister to you a little bit here. You know what we do? We get back on the track with God. We ask for his forgiveness and we receive his forgiveness. Amen. Now, I don't want you to ever think that Pastor Buddy's soft on sin because that's not what I'm telling you. But I'm big on God. That's what I want you to hear. I'm big on God. I'm big on the grace of God. I'm, I'm, I'm big on the love of God. I'm big on the sacrifice of Christ that takes away all our sin, past, present, and future, and charts us on a path that God has for us. Amen. So all those things started running through my mind. And as I went through there, I thought, man, I just thought about other folks. Think about Noah. Man, he didn't hit dry land before he was messing up. So, and, and when I say this, I didn't feel better because I saw other people blow it. I felt better because I understood a little deeper how much God loves us. Let's make it personal. How much God loves me. How much God loves you. You see that? His sacrifice was perfect for all times. Amen. So I want to go ahead and look at our scripture for today. If you got your Bibles, we're going to be primarily in 2 Corinthians and 3, 5, uh, chapter 3, verse 5. I've got a lot of good scriptures that the Lord gave me for you guys to pull in for today to, to write in your notes. So let's take a look at this. It says, it is not that I, that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualifications come from God. This is Paul speaking. Now, if anybody, you know, just... Uh, toe to toe, you would think Paul's got a lot to, to say, man, I'm qualified, you know, but he doesn't see his qualification in anything he did. He saw it in everything that God did. I want you to hear that. See your qualifications in every, everything that God did, and it's going to change your perspective on everything. Amen. So let's keep on going. We'll read that one more time. It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. Amen. I want you to get that in your heart. And I said so many times that I forget that when some of the problems come up and when some of the things come up and, and I start relying on myself too much. Does that happen to anybody else? We start kind of trying to fix it yourself. Come on now. And we try to do this. And, and, and then later on, when, we're, when our back's up against the wall, then we call out. I heard something yesterday. I was listening to a lot of preaching and there was a, a guy that said, I can't, I don't know if it was like Booker T. Washington or something. I just, I didn't hear who it was, but I heard what it was and it made a lot of sense to me. So we'll have to look this up. He said, there's two ways to move people. You can push them down or you can lift them up. And I thought, boy, isn't that true? Isn't that true? You can hold people down to try to get what you want or you can lift them up and get them where they need to go. Amen. And I see God lifting us up. Being a part of the family, amen? 
So today I pray that this message is lifting you up. Is everybody ready to jump in? Say amen. amen. Got three powerful truths I want to talk to you about today. About being justified, qualified, and sanctified. First, we'll start about being justified. Amen. I got some scripture with that to share with you. So let's just make sure we understand what justification means. And here's a definition, all right? Justification in the Christian theology, coming from God's word, all right? This is the way God tells us about it. Justification is the act of God removing the guilt. Somebody say removing the guilt. Okay. And penalty of sin while at the same time declaring a sinner righteous. How does he do that? Through Christ's atoning sacrifice. Man. Paid in full. Had a couple of little notes here I wanted to share with you. I said, not guilty. The Prince of Peace paid it in full. No need to try and make a payment on a debt that's been paid. How many people have maybe paid off uh, a debt on their vehicle? Maybe their home, whatever I want you to picture, whatever you've, you've paid that debt off, right? Let's just take a car, for example. You've paid it off. Got the title in your hand. How many of y'all went the next month and wrote that check to the bank? How many of y'all went and tracked the banker down and said, man, I just want to pay you again for my car? That sounds crazy, doesn't it? But isn't that what we try to do? With what God's done sometime with our works. It's already been paid. I want to I try to give you some object lessons. To get a, get a hold on this thing. We would never. I know it, it, when the time comes to pay off my house. I am not going to go to Wells Fargo and say. Hey I was just thinking about you this month here. It's already been paid. They would probably say what is wrong with you. Right. So why do we think we can add to the perfection of the cross. We can. That should be good news. Because it is good news. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Romans 5.1 says this. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. How many of y'all got peace with God today? Oh, my goodness. Let me help you with it. How many got peace with God today? Amen. All right. All right. All right. I want you to, I want you to think about it. It's, it's, if not, we need to take a good look at that scripture again, don't we? Because it doesn't say, uh, it, it does say we have it. It doesn't say we might have it. Someday might have it. If you're, if you're pretty enough, smart enough, you might have peace. He says we do have it when we're a child of God. Amen. When we put our faith and trust in the finished work of, of that of Jesus Christ. Do you start to see the qualification coming through? Do you start to see who it's all about? Do you start to see who you are in Christ? Somebody say amen if you're with me. Let's keep on rolling with this. Put it this way. God legally transferred the guilt of our unrighteousness to Jesus on the cross. And when we believed, he transferred Jesus' righteousness to Excuse me. When we believe, he transfers Jesus' righteousness to our eternal moral account. It's called the great exchange. He took your place. Amen. That's what we got there. God looked at him as the perfect sacrifice. All our sin was heaped on him for the world. He paid the price. Guess what? We get his righteousness. Does that make sense? It's hard to make sense in our mind, but I'm going to tell you what. That's what happened. Amen. That's the way God sees your account. That's the way God sees what's going on. You it's called a great exchange. I want to drive this home. I want your confidence to be in Christ so that we take hold of every situation with this and every encounter knowing that's where we, we stand and that's where we're coming from. So right here, I want you to just grab a hold of that for a second. Let's keep on rolling. A lot of times when, when we're praying about stuff, I said, what scripture are you standing on? Anybody need some healing? Anybody need some, some help with things and stuff like that? Well, here's one of many, all right? 1 Peter 2, 24. It says, he himself bore our sins in the body of the, uh, on the cross 
so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. For by his wounds you have been healed. Amen. Christ on the cross for you and I. I said, there's a peace in that. There's this strength in that and there's healing in that. We need to grab hold of that whole thing. Today, I want you to say, I'm qualified. I'm here. I'm qualified. How do we qualify? I'm qualified in Christ. In Christ only. Amen. Let's take a look at this. I said, I use this a lot. I said, just as if you never sinned, justified, just as if you never sinned. Remember the payment, embrace the Savior. All right. And what happens is many times we forget the payment and embrace the lies. That's what happened to me that night when I was driving down here. I had already saw God move in my life in a mighty way over and over and over. Has God moved in your life in a mighty way somewhere along the line? Somebody say amen. Amen. Usually on a regular basis, but we just don't always see it. Amen. But we can trust that he's moving in, in our situation because that's the God we serve. He's in control. But in a, in a blink, I got my eyes off the Savior and got him on the lies. I, start, I got him on myself. I said, on the Savior. And I start seeing all the nooks and crannies that, that needed fixing in my life. But guess what? If I could fix them, Jesus didn't have to come. But he fixes them. Amen. And I want you to hear this today that he'll start right where you are. And I want you to hear this today. If you've had a rough week, rough life, rough time, anything, you can have a fresh start today. Is anybody like a fresh start? Amen. Always good for a fresh start. Amen. God is good all the time. I want you to look at this. There's whole much, a whole lot more treasures in the treasure box for us to look at today. So I say dump the guilt, lose the fear, and stop the worry. Praise the Lord. So how many believe they're justified right now? Do you believe you're justified? Do you believe that his sacrifice was enough for you? I've told this story many times with my, my, my dad. My dad was a nice guy. That wouldn't get him to heaven. My dad was a great dad. That wouldn't get him to heaven. My dad was a great provider. That wouldn't get him to heaven. And I was riding one day and I said, Dad, you know, I got saved and Dad knew about the Lord. But he also was so aware of his sin in his life that he felt like he couldn't receive the gift. You see what I'm saying? He felt like, no, no, no. And I gave him this. The Lord gave me this and I asked him this. And it changed everything in his thought process. I said, so Dad, what you're saying is that the, the blood of Christ wasn't good enough for your sin. Almost sucked all the air out of the truck cab. I didn't say that. I said, well, that's really what you're saying. Isn't that what we're saying? When we say, well, you know, I got to add to it. We're saying that, you know what? His sacrifice wasn't good enough, but I'm going to tell you what, it was perfect. Amen. If something's perfect, can you add to it? There's no need, right? There's no need to add to it. So I want you to rest in knowing that the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ was done for who? Somebody say me. Me. Absolutely. Let's keep on rolling with that. So dump the guilt, lose the fear, stop the worry. Well, it's easier said than done. No, you know what? We just need to do it. We just need to believe it. And as we start to wake up in the morning and we realize that we're qualified and we're justified, let me tell you, it'll start changing the way you deal with your spouse. It'll start changing the way you deal with your children. It'll start changing the way you deal with your finances, with your job, the way you deal with people in the line at grocery stores or anything else. Does that mean everything's going to be lovey-dovey and you never have a problem? No, but I'm going to tell you what. If we live from this foundation, it changes everything. It changes everything. Because what it does, it gives God honor and glory and puts him in the proper spot in our life. Amen? That's what I want you to see. Where's God at? He should be number one. Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good? Say amen. Amen. 
So if we're justified, let's talk about being qualified. That's where we really started out on this thing. I'm going to read our verse again. All right, add to the verse that we had here. First mm. Corinthians 3.16. Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the spirit of God lives in you? If the spirit of the Lord lives in us, I'd say we're qualified, wouldn't you? I think that's qualified enough. Absolutely. And by that, what, what do we think about this? He does live in us. Not if he does. He does. And you know what? We got God's word on it. Amen. Went several summers ago, went to a revival. And there was a gentleman preaching. And man, I tell you what, that guy can let it rip. And he talked about growing up in a neighborhood that really wasn't that good. And if you went to the next neighborhood and you weren't from that neighborhood, boy, they, they, you, you, you're asking for it, amen. But he had a sweetheart over there. And he wasn't going to let anything stop him. And they told him, said, you know what, if you go across that city line there over to such and such town, you better be packing. Right? Now, in the world, they're talking about guns and knives and everything else. But he put a spiritual spin on it. He said, let me tell you, I'm packing the Holy Ghost. I'm packing the Lord Jesus Christ lives in me. Do you realize when you come up against a situation, what you're packing? Who lives in you? I want you to think about that this week. When, when, when trouble comes your way, think about who lives in you. Who lives in you? The Spirit of God. Amen. When we're a child of God and we've called on the name of Jesus, the Spirit of God lives in us. Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? Man, isn't that something? And if we got that in our hearts, we'd get excited, wouldn't we? Anybody like sports? Anybody like rooting their grandkids on or anything like rooting the team on? Had the privilege of going to ODU basketball game. Never been to an ODU basketball game in my life. I just want to be with my family, all right? So we went there, and I looked, and the place started filling up. And it started filling up, and we had a good time. And people standing up, and they're screaming and everything else. Both my boys, yes. <laughs> they were on the TV more than anybody else because they were screaming and yelling and waving a rag and all this stuff. And I'm just sitting back, and I said, man, what would happen if we had half this energy for the Lord? Huh? Come on now. I mean, you go, and you see the race cars and stuff, and you'll, you'll get a shot, you know, the guy's coming around the corner, and there's thousands and thousands and thousands, and they're sitting like this. All of them, they look like a hockey player. Yes. But some people say, I don't want to go to church because i got to sit too close to people. Come on, man. You see where I'm going with this? Man, what did God do for you? What did God do for me? He gave us life. He gave us our breath today. He gave us our families. He gave us a place to stay, and it goes on and on and on. And I thought while I sat there, I said, Lord, I'm sorry that I don't get excited about you as much as I get excited about some of the other things. I'm just being honest. And I get pretty excited about the Lord usually. I said, what would that look like if we got excited like that? Man. I, I, I got another little story for you I saw last night. I was looking through some stuff and I saw a little video. And this guy's a preacher and he, he flies a lot to a lot of different places to preach. And a lot of times people say, well, what do you do? A lot of times you sit with people say, so what, type, what, what do you do? You know, you know, I'm a teacher, I'm a this and everything else. And he found out every time he said, well, he was a, a preacher or a reverend, which he was. Every, you know, it almost, people, oh, okay. And it was shut down. So he said, you know what? Next time somebody asks me, I'm going to tell them this. So he did. He got on a plane, he sat beside a woman, and she said, well, where are you going? 
<laughs> same place you are. We're on the same plane, wouldn't you think, you know? But, you know, so anyway, oh, I'm going to such and such everything. She says, well, what do you do? He said, well, ma'am, I work in, uh, my work's about global stuff. Really? I mean, we got places all over the world. Really? Yeah. I mean, we help people in hospitals. We help people that are going through a tough times, people that's got drug addictions. Really? Amazing. Everybody's crowning, leaning over. He must be somebody. Really? What else? What else? He kept on going. He said, there's millions of offices. Like I said, we help the lost. We help the rich. We help feed people. We love on people. We do all these different things. All these things we do, I'm a part of. Really? What's, what's the name of this, this business? He said, the church. Wow, isn't that something? See, everybody got drunk. What, what, they thought it was some big deal that they could get their hands on. Boy, boy, he must be somebody. Let me tell you something. If you're part of God's family, you are somebody. Amen. Yeah, give the Lord a hand clap on that. I thought that. I said, isn't that something? So many times, people say, well, what do you do? What do you do? People ask me that. What, what do I do a lot? And I have a job, and I'm thankful for my job. But I don't tell them that's what I do. Because I'm going to tell you what I do. I tell them, I say, I tell people about Jesus. Oh, you do. And you know what's kind of funny? The guy that you rode with and everything else for the last 20 miles have been cussing and kicking and complaining. And he go, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> Isn't that something? Next time they say, what type of work you do? Man, I tell you what, I'm a part of a global network. I mean, I tell you, we got people all over the world. We got people that work around the clock. We got people that have come to your house and, and help you out. We got people that love you right where you are. Really, really. What is it? Part of the church. Amen. See, the church is not a building. I know we say that, and I know we know that up here, but when we get it in our hearts and realize the church is us, we'll start seeing things happen out there. Do we want to see things happen here? Absolutely. But take them with you when you go. We want to see God moving in a mighty way. We want to see God healing people, dealing with people, loving on people, all that. And you know what? Me and you and you and you and you are his hands, his ears, his feet. Amen. So when you get that nudge, amen, when you get that little nudge and God said give, and when you get that little nudge and God says go, and when you get that little nudge and God says forgive, let's do it, amen. You say, well, I, 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 what we just put in there again, I, he can, he will, he did, he does, amen. So guess what? I think he qualified. What do you think? Let's keep on rolling. That was just the first point. Here we go. So let's look at this. So when the devil says this. You are not righteous enough. Just look to Jesus and declare, he is my righteousness. Let me hear y'all say that under the underlying part. He is my righteousness. Do you believe that? Say amen. amen. I want you to see it. See, Satan is the accuser. Look at the lies he wants you to believe. He wants you to believe all this stuff, how you don't measure up, how you can't be used again, how all these things. He, does, he, does Satan ever have a good report? Never. Then why do we listen to him? Why do we listen to it? Why don't we take the same energy and believe God? Man, just flip the switch. Just believe God on the good report. Just believe God on the promise, amen? Because he's got a really great track record, doesn't he? Perfect, I'd say. Absolutely. Well, let's see what else we can do when the devil comes calling. When he says, you are not holy enough, just look to Jesus and declare, and everybody read with me and said, he is my holiness. I can stay there all day. Isn't that something? Do you see what's happening? 
He. We're taking the I out and we're putting the he in. And when we put the he in, it changes to I am. Amen. That's what I want you to see. Let's keep on rolling with this. When the devil says you don't deserve to be healed, just look to Jesus and declare by his stripes, I am healed. Amen. I want you to see that today. I want you to rest in that today. He is the one that paid the price. Let's keep on rolling with this. When the devil says you don't qualify for the blessing, just look to Jesus and declare what? He is my qualification. Are y'all getting this today? I hope you're grabbing hold of this today. Over and over we look at this and say, man, it seems so simple. It really is. Simple doesn't mean cheap. Amen. Simple doesn't mean cheap because it costs everything for God, his best. And why would you, you know, your worth really comes from this. How much somebody's willing to pay for it. If I got this watch right here and, and, and I say, uh, I got a watch for sale. And you say, oh, yeah, well, I got one. Like, I'll give you five bucks for it. That might be all it's worth to you. Or if somebody said, well, you know, well, what type is it? Who sets the value? Huh? Who sets the value? Well, I, I'll give you $30 for it, right? Because it's all about what somebody will pay. Anybody do eBay sometimes? People pay and pay and pay and pay and pay because they see that's, that's worth it to them. All right, now let's switch gears. Look at the cross. Look what you were worth to God. Are you qualified? Somebody say amen. Are you justified? Amen. This ought to be pulling bricks off your back, lightening your load, encouraging you, helping you to deal with every aspect of your life. I pray that it does every aspect of your life. Your children, your family, your wife, your job, your finances, everything. Because we're coming from the, the, the whole uh, platform of God is the one that supplies. Amen. I want you to hear that. Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good? All right. Now, next time you guys go to an event, whether it's sports or whether it's shopping and it's a sale, I want you to think for one minute. Am I giving this thing, which is not a bad thing, more energy than I'm giving God? Woo! Think about that. This week, I hope the Holy Spirit just taps you on the back of your ear and says, hey, Am I giving God the same amount of glory I'm giving this or less? We want to give him more. Amen. Think about those things. All that stuff. All that stuff. I'm thankful for each and every person that comes here. I'm thankful for those that, that, that give and do and, and, and serve. Let me tell you. Because you know what? You've made a commitment to this and saying, you know what? It's that important. It means something. I'm all in. I'm walking with you. I believe God's called me here and I'm going to keep moving with you. I'm going to be praying with you. I'm going to be working with you. But also, I want you to understand this, that it's all for the glory of God. Amen. Let's get our eyes on the proper role model. Amen. Not on the church with the four walls, but on the Savior that paid it all. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. So we talked about what so far? Being justified. And everybody said amen. Being qualified. Everybody say amen. Let's look at sanctified. Let me tell you what that big fancy word means right here. To make holy, set apart as sacred or consecrate. Set apart for the service of the Lord. Amen. That's you. That's me. Let's keep on going. It goes on to say to purify or free from sin. How would you act if you knew if you really received 110%, you knew in your mind everything, that every sin in your life was forgiven. 
feel a lot lighter, wouldn't you? That would be awful light today because you've been forgiven. When you call on the name of Jesus, he's not coming back to die on the cross again. Amen? Why? Because it's finished. And we get our eyes on the cross, and that's great because that's, that's, where, that's where we start to understand. But don't forget, he rose. Amen? We don't serve a dead Savior. We serve a living Savior. Amen? Keep on rolling. What else? What else is a part of that definition? We are set apart. Oh, excuse me. I, I jumped gears, didn't I? I did. I hit it twice. I'm sorry, folks. It says to make productive or conducive to spiritual blessing. How do you like that? That means you're in pro- perfect proximity to be blessed. Guess what? You already are blessed. Well, you don't know what I'm going through. Exactly. But I know who God is and I know what God did for you and me. Amen. I know if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ that you got a home in heaven. Amen. I know that he'll never leave you or forsake you. I know it's by grace you're saved through faith. I know while we were yet sinners, Christ died for me and you. Amen. Have you received that? Have you grabbed hold of that? So let me tell you, that's a blessing. I know God woke you up this morning. Amen. I see that you got here today. God made a way for you here today. Man, God is, is so good to us. We're set apart for the Lord's purpose. Sometimes we have a little disconnect like this. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Seek the Lord. He knows where you are. Is God in control? Absolutely. So he knows where you are. It's not like you're hiding. He won't look for me at Nine Cedar Road. No, he drew you here. Right? So you can hear this message. So that you can be encouraged in the Lord. So that you can be all you can be. Amen? So you can be... A kingdom builder. Amen. That means that God can use what he put in you to bring others to Christ. Amen. God can use you to bring others to Christ. Man, isn't that great to know? You have a part to play. I said we have a life to live and a gift to give. Amen. What is the gift that God has planted in you? You say, well, I don't know. I don't play guitar. I don't know. I don't sing. I don't do computers. I don't. What were we just put in that equation? I, again. I'll tell you what I told the Lord that night and many nights. If you want to use me, just use me. Just use me. Just use me. But sometimes we need a reminder. I shared this before. And because and, and, I want to tell you, Pastor Bud needs a little reminding too. I remember several years ago, you might have heard the story, but it fits right in with this right here. We were, we were asked to go on a mission trip to, uh, uh, I can't remember. Where was that? See how far it was? It was past Phoebus, I get lost. It was to Arizona. It is. I had never been to Arizona. I had been very far past Richmond. You know? We get to Richmond, I'm not calling back and like, what time is it at home? <laughs> like, same time. Oh. So we, we, we go and they want us to go, right? And I said, okay, they want us to play some music and do this, and we're going to go out on an Indian reservation. Well, first off, I'm thinking they got little teepees and all this, nothing like that. How many know sometimes when God calls you to do stuff, it's nothing like you thought? It's okay. And I was driving home from work on With Creek Road. And they said, well, you need to take a week off, and we can't fund everything, so you all have to raise your own money and everything else. And I'm thinking, well, if they want us to go, it seems like they ought to pay our way. If they want us to go, we ought to be like this. And I was just whining, man, riding on. I say, Lord, you know how much vacation I got? I ain't got very much vacation. Oh, man. I said, Lord, you know, I only got about a week and a half. 
There's a lot of people who don't even have no vacation, right? And I got it right by the credit union, right there by Metro. Just as clear as what I'm going to tell you, this is what I heard. I just wanted to use you. Woo! Make me cry thinking about it right now. I said, Lord, I am sorry. I'm going. I'll go. I'll go. Why did he have to tell me that? Because I was looking at me, thinking about me. I wasn't thinking about him. Who gave me the job to give me a week vacation or more? God. Who gave me the opportunity to go and serve him? God. Who gave me the, the best ministry partners in the world? God. Wow. And I was still kicking, whining, crying, dragging my feet. And when I got there, I didn't want to go. I'll come back. As far as the ministry thing was. Because I saw God moving. And I saw such a need. I saw people getting saved. I saw people getting fed. Amen. I saw people getting delivered. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Some of the things people in this United States go through, let alone outside of the United States go through, man, is amazing. And I was getting all wrapped around the wheel because of me, 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 me. Man. Did I realize that I was qualified in Christ? Well, yeah, I guess I did. But I wanted it on my terms. I wanted it right here or here or there or whenever, you know, my way. How many times would know that you miss a blessing because you think it's going to be wrapped a certain way, going to be delivered at a certain time, going to be just the way you thought? Probably many times. So when we could come to a place and say, you know what, Lord, I'm set apart for your purpose. Use me. I have never come up short when I've been obedient to the Lord. Have you? Never. Ever, ever, never. Don't know how it's going to turn out. Don't know where it's going to come from. Don't know what's going on. All these different things. But when I've said yes to the Lord, when he's given me something to do, he always provides. Because he's a provider. He goes before us. He doesn't leave us on our own. Amen. You know what? I went and we went, but I can only speak for me. I went to be a blessing. When I got there, I was blessed. I can tell you this, every time that I've had the right motivation and right heart and, and the right obedience to God, and I go to be a blessing, I'm always the guy that ends up getting blessed. It's just the way God works. It's amazing. I didn't go there, well, I'm going to go there, so I'll be blessed. No, I went there. I said, well, Lord, you know what? I heard you. I just wanted to use you. I said, didn't use me. Now, I'm going to tell you this. You guys that know me, Miles would love this one. And so would Mike, because they work with me. They had me with a nail gun. Does anybody know what a nail gun is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't even want me with a straight up hammer. And Tanya ran. <laughs> they had a guy out there, this, this, this pastor, he didn't say a whole bunch. He just said, you grab that. I said, okay. He said, you grab this. And, and he, he could speak pretty good, but he, me and him were like, okay, I'm just point. Because, you know, I'm trying to translate what he says. And he does that. And Tanya comes out. She goes, oh, no. <laughs> he don't need to be doing that. Bruce comes around the corner. He goes, I'll take that, brother. <laughs> I got a couple of shots off there, but man, but you know what it made me feel like? He empowered me to do something for the kingdom. How can you, how can you pay that back? I mean, not that you'd have to, but, but that, that feeling when you got to be a part, when somebody trusted you to do something, their church 
didn't have any plumbing. Yeah, yeah, no bathroom, no plumbing, no nothing. And I mean, from about here, as far as you can walk on that street, you can see a little outhouse. And man, I tell you what, there's, there's tumbleweeds and there's this going on and that going on. And you really think about it, you think, do I really need to go to the bathroom? Cows. Yeah, cows, dogs, everything. You know, and this ain't even bad. But it, it ain't Pocosin, I can tell you that. It wasn't Pocosin at all. But it helped me to realize a few things. It's a good thing to count your blessings every day. When I see little, little kids... And, and the older, it's like, like steps. And they're taking care of each one. Right? Because maybe something's going on with mom or dad or whatever the case, whatever the deal is there. I see people, that's the only meal that they're going to eat that day. Is what we were going to feed them that day. And a lot of us would have said, no, that's all right. You know what's, what's humbling? We went to this place. And what was it? Flatbread? Something? Some type, some type of thing like bread and beans. It's like a taco thing. You know what they did for our ministry team? They served us first. Before they will eat, before they will do anything else. We went there to be a blessing. They would not eat until they served us. And our needs were met. And then they sat down. I learned a little bit that day. Actually, I learned a lot about that day. I'm going to tell you what. It's not always about your resources. It's about your resourcefulness. It's about your heart. Amen. We went to a church. You ready for this? We went to a church. This building was about half of this right here. No heat. They were just steady throwing this thing in the wood like that. You know what I sat on? I sat on an old bus seat. The day it took out a car, a bus, school bus. That's it. You know what? It was standing room only there. Isn't that something? They came from a long ways away to get there. Isn't that something? Because you know what? They knew who their provider was. Let me give you another, another part of that story. I didn't know I was going to go there, but I just want to share a few things to open our hearts up. When we got there, we met some folks. And they had people coming in from all different beliefs. All different beliefs. So guess what? They don't know who's got the right story. They don't know. You, you, you're telling them about Jesus. Oh, yeah, we heard about him. Yeah, uh, A couple people come through and said something about him. But what about this? And what about this? And what about this? They were getting just slammed by all religions or cults or whatever, things like that. But we had the privilege bring them the truth and our prayer was Lord that they hear the truth and they receive the truth and many 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 of them did you, you know what they do if your kids got a problem there they take them to a witch doctor whatever you want to call them and they give them this stuff called peyote it's a hallucinogenic drug and they take that and they see visions and they see this. And if they live through it, they say, well, okay, I guess I'm all right. The man that was a pastor that day had talked about how he had been strung out on drugs and alcohol and all this. He said there was a little church. He didn't even know it was there. He said he, he had wrecked his car or whatever and he was going down this path. 
And there was a handful of people in this little church. And they didn't tell them until later. They said, Lord, send us somebody we can minister to. Lord, send somebody in this place we can minister to. This is his story. He said, Lord, send us a drunk. We'll preach him the gospel. Send us somebody that's, that's, that's having a difficult time with alcohol. Send us. And this man stumbled in. Boom. Praise God. <laughs> and they introduced him to Jesus. And God got a hold of that boy's heart. I'm going to tell you what. He's a servant of the Lord. He drives 80 miles one way to preach on Sundays. I don't think he's ever missed a Sunday. Isn't that something? Because God delivered that man. God sanctified that man. He remembered where it came from, but he refused to stay there. He kept walking with Jesus. Amen. And you know what? Your situation might not be like that, but God will take you right where you are. Amen. Isn't that amazing? This is all, these are just snippets of what I got to see in a week. And there's other things I don't even want to share that I saw. But you know what, God? Just let me file those back here like this. And I said, Lord, I'm blessed. Lord, I'm so thankful. You know? I know my kids got a roof over their head. I know that they're going to have something to eat. They didn't know that. They didn't know that each day. God had to provide each day for them. Amen? God provides for us. But don't, don't get me wrong. A lot of times we can put a whole lot of me in there. So today, I pray that you know what? That we look at being a kingdom builder by joining in and doing what God has for us. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Don't doubt your qualifications in Christ. If I ask you, what's your takeaway today? What is the one thing that you grabbed hold of today? I pray it says right here. Don't doubt your qualifications in Christ. Amen. Don't do it. Let's take a look at this. I said, we've been set apart for greatness. We're here for a purpose. Gifted for a mission and blessed to be a blessing. You ever thought about that? Maybe God's blessing you so you can be a blessing to somebody else. And I tell you what, when I see people do and give and give of their time and give of their, their, their stuff, not always, but in my, my 17 years of ministry, I will tell you this. This is from my looking at this. Most of the time, it's the folks that if you were just looking from a worldly perspective, they probably couldn't. But they felt like there was nothing else that they could do. Because when God told them to do it, they said, I'm going to do it. Man, isn't that amazing? What is it that God's telling you today to do, to go, to pray? I don't know what it is. But I tell you what, if you walk from the point today, from being justified, qualified, and set apart, sanctified from God. Let me tell you, it'll change everything you do. Amen. Everybody doing good? I'm going to leave you this, with this last thing here. I've been praying about this message all week. And I mean, it's early in the morning. One thing I've learned to do is to keep something beside my bed. Whether it's my phone, I could text something on. Uh, a piece of paper, a book, whatever. I encourage you to do that. And this is what the Lord gave me. I've been praying about that that night when I'm going to bed about this message. This is what the Lord gave me. He said, you are justified because of what Christ did for you. You qualify because Christ lives in you. Sanctified because of what Christ has done for you. 
And then he went on for, for me to write this down. We needed to be justified so Christ paid the price. We needed to be qualified so the Holy Spirit came to live in us. We needed to be sanctified so God set us apart for his purpose. Bought, sealed, and set apart. You are qualified for the purpose of the Lord. Well, I can tell you this. I'm not thinking like that at 4 o'clock in the morning. Amen? And I wanted to share that with you today to get your hearts and minds around who you are in Christ. I want you to know that you know what? It's all about Him. If you got your handouts with you, I'm going to ask you to just grab your handout and I want us to read together our verse off there. Can we do that? I got it written down right here. 2 Corinthians 3, 5. You all ready? It says this. Read with me. It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. Man. Do you believe that today? Let me hear you. If you believe that today, let me hear you say amen. amen. This right here, this right here changes everything when you get this in your heart. It changes everything because now you start to see what God has done for you. You start to see your value. You start to see what God has for you. You, get, you start to look at this and you say, wow, that's a pretty big price to pay. God said, you know what? You're worth every drop of blood. Everyone. Even on your worst day, God sees your best. Amen. I want you to hear that today. I want you to know that God loves you right where you are. And I want you to know this. When we call upon the name of the Lord, we are qualified in Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you today that we know it's all about you. I thank you today, Lord, that we realize that our qualification comes in Christ, just like your word says. It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. Father, I thank you so much for each one here. Now, Father, I just ask you to, to, to open our hearts to what you're teaching us today, right here, right now, for each person in here, for each person sitting in here today, for each one that will hear this message later on. What is it that you have for them today? Not tomorrow, but today. And Lord, I pray that each one comes to the saving knowledge of your son. If you're here today and you're not sure that you would spend eternity in heaven with God, I want you to look up here as I share this message with you because you can't know. The Bible says that when we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. When we realize that we're qualified, I hope today you see this, that you're qualified by what he did. Will you put your faith in that? Will you trust in that? Will you receive that today? If that's you, say amen. Amen. You say, well, how do I do that? You pray just like this, Lord. I believe I'm qualified in Christ. I believe he's the son of God who takes the sin of the world away today, Lord. Come into my life and forgive me. If that's you today, don't leave here without telling somebody. Say, you know what? That's my prayer today. If you're here today and you say, yeah, I, I, I know I'm qualified, but there's sometimes I feel like I could disqualify myself. Well, let me tell you, God says that he's got it covered. He's taken care of. What is that verse I love to share? While you were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While I was yet a sinner, Christ died for us. He didn't stop loving you. He never will. Receive that today and rest in that. And take your qualifications in Christ and make a difference today and every day. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.
Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're going to...